What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast. My name is Keaton, and I am your host. I hope you are doing well today. It is frigid up here in the Northeast on, what's the date, February 3rd? Yeah, February 3rd. And it's the first time that the the winter here has been very mild, and this is the first time that the temperatures have been below 10 degrees, and then with the wind chill, we're actually below zero in some areas, and it's expected to get down to minus 30 tonight, like feel like minus 30 because of the wind chill, minus eight in temperature, feel like minus 30, and I have never experienced anything that cold. My brother has, who lives in the Midwest, because there's no cold like Midwest cold. It is the, it's gotta be the coldest, the North Midwest, Northern Midwest has to be the coldest place in the country, but, um, so tonight, when it hits minus, where it feels like minus 30 because of the wind and moisture, I think I'm going to go outside and feel what that's like because I've never been in temperatures that cold. Uh, just earlier today, I was filling up with gas and I was outside for a total of two minutes and my hand was like hurting. It was so cold. It's a very unique kind of thing. You know, I'm from Colorado, grew up in Colorado, but it's a dry cold there and very rarely does it get like below zero. But because it's a dry cold, it's usually not too bad. Like you, It's like cold, but it's not bad. And so I'm getting a whole brand new experience today. I'm very thankful to be in a warm environment at this very moment. And uh, yeah, so hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying warm and uh, having a great week. I wanted to today, um, and I'm going to do a couple of these episodes um, over the next couple weeks, we are going to be intermingled with some interviews of entrepreneurs and people young, of, of men who have started stuff, not just necessarily entrepreneurs with a business, but who have started either a brand. Uh, several of them have started businesses. Some of them have started a podcast brand. And um, I'm going to have a lot of guys on here who have done stuff, who've taken action and built something from the ground up because I'm the man I want to be. One of the things that we want to be are builders and men who take action. And so I wanted to uh, get some men on here who have done just that. They were not, they, uh, they took action. They wanted to make something and build something. And I thought that was noble. So I'm very excited to have those come up. But in the meantime, these kinds of podcasts that I'm doing right now will be intermingled with those probably coming out on Fridays. And so what I want to do and starting with today, is I want to look at some biblical manhood stuff, some characteristics. I want to look at some men in the Bible who displayed traits of masculinity and manliness specifically, and I want to see kind of what they were like. And so what I'm calling these segments is biblical manhood. And today I thought the first person that we were going to look at was Jesus. Uh, and the reason I want to start with Jesus is because I th- it, it seems to me, based on the songs that we sing and the attributes that we highlight that we forgot that Jesus was a man that he 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 had testosterone that he was had the physical stature physical makeup and the spiritual makeup of a man and cuz you you know you hear the songs that we sing and they sound like love songs to Jesus um and we don't mention any of the other attributes that caused people to follow him and the way <laughs> you got to wonder like if the way we talk about Jesus uh, in the scripture or like not, not in the scripture, but the way we talk about Jesus, does that match what is displayed in the scripture? Um, Are we getting the right picture of who Jesus was? Cause you got to remember this guy convinced and uh, during his ministry time, he had such a presence and a message 
that has to have a lot of other elements of manhood in it that people actually followed him. Like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. You know, he fed, you know, it says he fed 5,000 people. That's not including women and children, which means it was probably closer to twelve to 15,000. That is a gigantic crowd just to hear one man. So there was something about not just his message, but about his stature, his presence, the power, the charisma that made people follow him, like even prior to raising from the dead, which is, it is you like, there are men whose physical presence that you have been in and you could feel like an aura coming off of them or an authority coming off of them. And they're like, we've all been around men who are soft and dangly. And you're like, I, I don't feel anything in your presence. And we've all been around other men who their presence alone did something to us. And Jesus had that kind of presence. So I want to look at some of those things over the next couple of weeks that made Jesus a man, made him manly, um, that wouldn't have the apostles singing love songs to Jesus, but would have them being willing to die to spread his name, um, being willing to die. They would lay down their life for this man. They would do anything. I mean, when Jesus was arrested, one of his disciples had such a zeal for protecting him that he, he, he pulled out a blade, a knife, in front of an army. A, one man was ready to take on an army to protect Jesus. That I mean, he, he had a power about him. And today, the, the characteristic I want to look at, I want to look at the physical stature, the physical fortitude of Jesus. Because this was a man who was strong and could take a beating and who could walk and carry. This was a, he was a strong, strong man. First thing that we need to know about Jesus, a lot of times in the Bible, the word of his work was carpenter. A more accurate description of what Jesus would have done is not somebody who hammers nails into wood, but who builds stuff out of materials, particularly stone. So his job growing up, his household trade would have been uh, stone, stonework, building homes and walls and things that require heavy materials. And anybody who's worked with heavy rock, whether you're laying concrete, pouring laying and pouring concrete or uh, putting out gravel or even shoveling dirt knows just how much strength comes from a man who's worked with that kind of material. There was a guy at my parents' church, uh, the church I grew up in. His name is also Gary, just like my pop's name is Gary. But he he worked in concrete, and he had the strongest hands that I have ever, ever, ever felt. He used to think it was so funny when we were teenagers and we were learning about lifting weights and he'd walk up to us to shake our hand and do everything with his powerful hand to crush our little teenage hand under the strength of his might. Like he just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. He was, he had a type of strength that only comes not from lifting weights, but from moving concrete for hours and hours and hours a day. So you got to know, like Jesus, he probably entered his household trade when he was probably 15 years old. Would be He started working with his father, uh, moving stone, carrying wood, building things. He'd working with his hands when he was 15. So for about 15 years, Jesus was working with his hands. And he probably had builder's hands. Uh, my wife has an uncle. His name's Eddie. He's, he's built homes for a living and he has, he builds them by himself. He's got a couple guys that work underneath him, 
but he primarily builds them himself. He has the biggest, strongest hands I've ever met. Dude's 70, like 75 years old, and his hands like could crush my hands. There's a physical strength that comes with people who build stuff. Uh, they, it's like old man strength, kind of, but it's more like workers' strength. You, it's the kind of strength you don't get from lifting weights. It's pushing wheelbarrows around and p- lifting stones and uh, doing all of these really hard physical labors for not an hour a day, but for eight to twelve hours per day, six days a week. <clears throat> like our one-hour gym session does not compare to what physical workers in the first century were doing. It just doesn't. So Jesus had a physical fortitude from him established by his work. He also, during his ministry time, there were no cars. You just walked everywhere. He And he walked from town to town to town to town, 50, 60, 70 miles at a time, carrying his food on his back or whatever provisions he would have needed. He walked everywhere. I don't know if you've ever tried to walk 10 miles, but it's not an easy task. Your feet start to really hurt and crush, um, and you start to get a little bit of pain in your legs. You can keep going. It's not that bad, but there's like this dull, nagging pain that comes just from walking 10 miles. And Jesus would do 10 miles, 10 miles, 10 miles, 10 miles until he got to his destination, and then they'd turn it and go around. He had a physical presence about him. He also, this is the one that, this one of the things that blows my mind Jesus walked into the temple where there's thousands of people. He made a whip and he drove out money changers and people who were like ripping people off and nobody stopped him. The temple guard didn't stop him. The the religious leaders didn't stop him. Lay people didn't stop him. Nobody stopped him. So you got to wonder like (laughs) how afraid of somebody do you have to be to to not stop them? from what they're doing. Like he just cleared out the entire temple and nobody stopped him. There must have been an aura and authority coming off of his body from how strong he was. And then on the night that he was betrayed, the night he was killed, um, he had just celebrated Passover, which means they probably had a more wine than you would realize, probably about a bottle worth of wine each. That's part of the reason their eyelids were heavy with sleep. Uh, because at Passover, you drink a good amount of wine. Um, but So he may have had that. He may not have. But he was at least up all night after traveling for a whole day on one meal. So he was up for 24 hours. He was um, beaten, kicked, smacked, slapped in the face, beaten with rods and whips for hours and hours and hours on no sleep. And then he was a piece of wood was set on his back to carry for at least a mile before he got some help. So he was just beaten, 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 and then forced to carry his own cross, and he did it. He had a physical fortitude about him. Jesus was not wimpy little, soft, blonde-haired, perfect hair, no dirt on his robes. Jesus, this was a man who had physical stature that was strong and caused probably some fear in people like going back to the garden he says something this army comes out to arrest him and he says one word and something about his presence and his word made them all fall now maybe that was something because he's god maybe it's just because of there is a natural authority that comes to some people like jesus 
And I'm wondering, I think one of the things about being a man and is not being macho, not doing peck deck things in the gym, not doing necessarily like leg extensions and bodybuilder kind of stuff. I don't think bodybuilder stuff is is the best way to build a physical body that's strong because I do think that men should be as strong as they possibly can get. I think that is good. The duty of woman, the gift of woman is to create life and the duty and the gift of man is to protect life and it takes strong men to protect life. It does. It's like that you just it, I think it is good for a man to try to get as strong as he can, but I don't think the best way to get strong is pec decks and leg extensions at a gym. And I'm my, I just like I like going to the gym. I go to the gym, but I don't do those things. What I'd like to do are things that are really, really difficult. And even then, even with I've been working out in the gym for a very, very long time, and I still don't think I'm ever as strong as my dad was. And my dad didn't lift weights that much. He worked. He worked with his hands. He was. I mean, he he's owned his own electrical company, which meant he was carrying wire all day, all the time for hours and hours and hours. And among other things, whatever he did when he was a kid, he worked. And I think there is an unmatched strength that comes when you do physical labor as opposed to going to the gym. Now, don't hear me wrong. I think everybody should go to the gym, do your like, do your deadlifts, do your bench press. I like to push sleds and carry heavy kettlebells. Like I really, really like that stuff. But I don't think it matches the hard physical labor that comes from being outdoors. So I'm wondering if one of the things that you and I can do to increase our physical stature is to do some hard work with our hands. And I bet, I bet your body will start to come alive and you'll start to realize no matter how long I've been in the gym, it didn't matter because it doesn't even compare to me pushing this wheelbarrow around or chopping firewood. We have to chop firewood uh, here in Massachusetts uh, to heat the house because uh, it's cheaper than the other alternatives. But physical labor will make you like Jesus because Jesus was strong. Jesus was strong. And I don't want to look at Jesus's life and think of Swedish Jesus, blonde hair, blue eyes, perfect long hair, soft, gentle features, because I don't think that's what he was. And nothing about that man commands the attention of thousands of other men. One of the things that kind of is, I've just, it's, what do I call it? I've observed about church is there are a lot of strong women and a lot of soft men in church. And I'm wondering, and I, I just don't know why there are not also strong women and strong men in church. I mean, I, I've worked in two churches now, and I, there's always strong women filled with faith and bold and like amazing, And I, I, but I always seem to find a lot of really soft men who, for whatever reason, they're, they're not all soft. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about the way we're teaching and preaching and talking about Jesus and that maybe the songs that we're singing that does not stir the heart of man to follow him and die for him and be willing to die. And I think maybe it's because we have the wrong picture of who he was. Maybe we're maybe we are still thinking that he was a soft, gentle and lowly when he he probably he was definitely gentle and meek, but he was also strong, bold, courageous and fearless. He was, Jesus was not afraid of anybody. There's this great story in um, John chapter eight. Um, a woman is caught in adultery. They drag her out. They leave the man because they're a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, but they drag her out, cast her in front of Jesus. 
and they're like, hey, it says in the law that we should stone her. So he's got, they've got 100 men around this woman with stones in their hand, rocks, big old rocks that they're ready to throw at her. And Jesus just steps in front of her, step, gets down in the dirt, starts drawing in the dirt, almost to say to these guys, like, you can kill me instead of her. He like wasn't he wasn't afraid of these men with rocks. They could have just started pelting him and he would have died. He was he was like, I'm not afraid of you. Jesus was not afraid of anybody. He wasn't afraid to speak the truth. He wasn't afraid to confront anyone, even religious leaders. Um there was not a ounce of fear in his body. And there I think one of the aspects of not having fear is physical strength. Spiritual strength, absolutely. Mental strength, absolutely. Emotional strength, absolutely. A lot, but physical strength as well. He had a physical fortitude that allowed him to do everything because we are, there are individual parts of our body, but they also work all together. Hard physical labor strengthens your mind and your soul because you you, you learn that you're not going to quit and you also learn to put something in charge. Your body is ready to quit and your mind will be like, no, you're good. You're good. You got that. You're good. And so you, you actually gain benefit from hard physical labor. Uh, so what does this mean? Well, number one, it means that Pops is going to call me later and ask me if I've gone to do any physical labor outside. And he's going to laugh. And him and Mom are going to tell jokes and be like, blah, blah, blah. I know how you guys are. But what I, it's not necessarily that. I mean, I'm planning on doing some physical labor. It's good. I love to shovel heavy snow. And they got plenty of heavy snow out here. And I'm going to continue chopping firewood for my father-in-law and because I like doing that. And I'm going to go on our long hikes in the summer because I like doing that. But what I, what I mean is what the primary thing is not a workout plan. The primary thing is I want to be like Jesus. And Jesus was physically strong. He had a stature and a fortitude that allowed him to endure unbearable pain and carry a mission wherever he decided to go. His body was not a limiting factor. This is what I want. His body was not a limiting factor to what he was called to do, what his mission was. And there are some men in, in, who are listening to this podcast who are on a trajectory that will their physical stature will limit whatever they are their mission is and whatever they're called to do. If you're not taking care of yourself now, one of your missions in life will be to love and cherish your wife and children, and your body will hinder you because you'll, you you didn't take care of it earlier, and it's going to hinder your mission. You're, you might have some friends that you need to go um, encourage or go visit, but you might be, if you don't take care of your body, if you don't get strong, you're, you're going to have physical limitations um, that keep you from doing that. I remember, so the pastor I sit under now... <clears throat> He's telling a story about his dad. His dad didn't take care of some health stuff. Um, no, excuse me. His father's father. So his grandfather, incredible pastor, great preacher, didn't take care of his physical body. And my pastor's father told him when I needed my dad the most, he wasn't there. Because he had passed when he was like 58. Because he didn't take care of his body. I don't want the men who listen to this podcast, I don't want myself to have my responsibility hindered because I did not take care of and strengthen my body. Jesus was not hindered because of his body. There was not a hindrance in his life. He took care of his spiritual stuff. He took care of all of his emotional and physical, absolutely. But he was also strong enough 
to be able to endure whatever set before him. So I got to wonder if God put him in a carpenter's home because he knew he needed 15 years of physical strength to handle 12 hours of beating on the cross. He had to get to the cross before he died in the beating. Like maybe that's a thing that God had to think through, which might be a weird concept for you to think about yourself. I think men who are in charge, men, you all listening to this podcast, who are charged with defending life. That is your that is one of your jobs. You are charged with defending life. You've been given the physical stature to defend and to carry. I think it's time that we start treating our bodies not as if they were glorified bodybuilding machines or trying to make sure we look good all the time, but we're trying to get as strong as possible so that our body does not have to uh, be a hindrance to our mission and allows us to live a long and vibrant life. And and a strong body give, just gives off authority. It does. Strong bodies give off authority the way height gives off authority. Now, I'm lacking in height. I'm not very tall. Uh, <laughs> so nothing I can do about that except wear big shoes. But physical strength gives off authority. Physical strength allows you to carry out your mission. Physical strength keeps your body from hindering it ensures that your body does not hinder whatever you are called to later in life. Because Jesus was strong, I want to be strong, and I'm going to do the things that Jesus did as best I can in the modern world. I'm not going to waste my time on pec decks and leg extensions and fat burning. I'm going to get as strong as possible using what is at my disposal. So that's all I have for you today. Following Jesus is not just singing love songs to Jesus. It's imitating his way of life. It's recognizing that this was a man that other men were willing to follow. Other men were willing to die for this man. That's the kind of uh, commanding presence he had, the kind of commanding mission that he had. He could command men. And I want to follow men who can command men. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening. Hope it blessed you. If it did, please leave a five-star review on the podcast and subscribe. It would appreciate it. If you didn't like anything that I said today, well, pretend you didn't listen to the podcast because that will be helpful also. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.